Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the book of 1 Timothy. We're at chapter 4 right now. And remember, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's revealing some things to him and encouraging him to address the issues that are happening within the church. And I don't think it's so much that Timothy wasn't doing it, but there's times when we need to be really, really uh, exhorted. We need to be encouraged and to press on uh, to deal with those difficult things sometimes. You know, because we wonder about them, we think about them, say, well, is this really my role? Is this what I'm supposed to do? And so Paul's been dealing with a number of things. And the last few episodes we saw that he showed them, uh, told Timothy some things about overseers and deacons, men and women. And he needed to know these truths where the body would know how it's supposed to be functioning together. Now, verse 1 of chapter 4 begins with that all-important word in the New American Standard, but. (laughs) Okay, but. Now, it's interesting. The uh, King James, the English Standard, and the Lexham uh, all say now instead of but, you know, and it carries the same idea, okay, the idea being uh, now in relationship to everything we just talked about, I want you to know something here, okay, but is a little more of a, you know, uh, a stark conjunction between one thing and the other, and it could be the first three chapters I've been talking about, but I want you to warn, I want to warn you about something. Uh, I sort of like the now thing. Now, he says this. Now the Spirit explicitly says. So let me do this. Uh, The first three verses of chapter 4 are one sentence. So let me read the entirety of it. We'll go back and just work our way through it. But the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron, men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. Okay, so that's the first three verses of 1 Timothy 4, the first sentence. And so uh, the Spirit, through Paul, is given a word of warning to Timothy and also a word of warning to us. And we see this warning throughout the New Testament. And it's often stated this way, that in the last times, in the later times, in the latter times. In other words, there's a time that's yet to come from Paul's perspective. That's important, okay? From Paul's perspective, there's a time that is yet to come when certain things are going to happen. So we, we see him using this phraseology in Thessalonians. We see it over in the writer of Hebrews talks about these things. But it's interesting. He says, the Spirit explicitly says. Okay, In other words, in, in very stated, spoken, distinct terms. And, you know, Paul would let us know when the Spirit has said something to him. And this is one of these instances. Other times when he wasn't certain, for instance, in 1 Corinthians, there was a couple of issues. He says, you know, uh, one thing he said, well, this is the the word of the Lord. This is the mind of the Lord on this matter. Then on another, he said, I really don't have the mind of God on this matter, but this is what I think. Well, God left it in that letter, left it in the scripture so we can infer from that, that what Paul was thinking was the mind of the Lord, though Paul wasn't really aware of that. He wasn't sure. 
And I like that. You know, I like that. He, he wasn't just always saying everything that he said was of God. But here he says that the Spirit explicitly says, explicitly says. Now, is this something that the Spirit revealed to Paul and that wasn't revealed to anybody else? Well, no, because we see in the other New Testament writers will speak of the same type of thing. Peter, for instance, speak of the same type of thing. And also the prophets of old spoke of this type of thing, of what would happen in the latter times. That phrase is actually used with uh, uh, Daniel. When God's speaking to Daniel, Daniel chapter 12, that's one example that popped in my mind. <laughs> but he warns us. He says that in latter days, some will fall away from the faith. Now, let me see what the other translation. Some will depart from the faith, depart from the faith, depart from the faith. Uh, all the other three translations that I've got open right here say depart from the faith. In other words, they will be led away. They will move away, a withdrawal from the faith. And, of course, this brings forth all sorts of questions right here. Does this mean that they have uh, <clears throat> abdicated and given up their salvation and they walked away from it? Can it mean that you can be saved and turn around and walk away and not be saved? Well, this is where uh, knowing the full counsel of the Word of God comes in really handy. In other words, what does the Lord say about this uh, throughout His Word when you look at everything? And the Lord's very, very clear about it. Those who He has called, that He has chosen, that He has predestined, that He has elected, uh, and a couple other terms, those, those are the ones that the Lord is calling to Him. He will maintain their salvation. Our salvation isn't maintained by our good deeds. Our salvation isn't attained by our good deeds. It is attained by the grace and mercy of the Lord God because he has called us and he's chosen us. And he's the one that will protect us and will watch over us. Now, can we be rebellious? We've talked about this many times before. Yes, we can be rebellious. I think we can be rebellious to the point to where we're being disruptive. And the Lord says, come on home. I'm going to take you home right now, child. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that the Lord will take somebody, that they will die, and he'll take them on to glory because they're being disruptive within the kingdom. But they didn't, quote, unquote, lose their salvation like you lose your car keys. But there will be many who will fall away from the faith. And you see this over in Thessalonians when Paul's writing about some things. And again, Daniel 12 gives us understanding about that. Uh, this falling away, it could be people that are professing the faith, and they're following, they're doing all this stuff. But when it gets hard or when people come in and tell them another gospel, remember, that's what Paul was writing about in Galatians, another gospel. They believe that lie. They believe the deceitful spirits. They believe the doctrine of demons and they walk away from the truth and they follow after the lie. If that be the case, then they weren't really saved to start with. John says that in First John. He says, don't fret over those that have left us. He said, if they were really of us, they would have stayed with us. Okay, that's really important to understand. He would have stayed with us. And so what he's saying right here is that in the last days, there will be some who will fall away. Now, I think there are some, I think there's an understanding right here, that there can be the possibility that people can be deceived. Okay, and then they can be brought back. You see that in Jude. One of the roles that we have, talking about the, in the last part of Jude, is to help those who are being led away and to grab them by the hand and pull them out of that fire and restore them back to the proper way. Okay. So there is that idea of falling away, of being led away, departing from the true faith because you're giving heed to what the King James calls seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. These deceitful spirits, they are rampant, rampant in the world. 
Okay? And they manifest themselves in so many ways. Okay, And we need to be uh, forewarned of them because the deceiver roams to and fro across the earth, right? And these deceitful spirits, there's a lot of these deceitful spirits, folks, in the pulpit, in the pulpit. Most of the time, their deception and the doctrine of demons, the teaching of demons rather than that that kind of spirit, the evil spirit, those kind of teachings are usually very subtle, and they're usually oriented around the uh, act of, of omission rather than commission. In other words, they don't teach the full counsel of the Word of God. They don't teach the Word of God at all, for the most part. They just stand there and talk good things, make everybody feel good. Oh, yeah, they'll use the Scripture passage for a pretext to jump off to where they really want to go. That's very, very common. Nowadays, it's becoming more and more common to where overt doctrines of demons and deceitful spirits are speaking from pulpits and teaching lecterns. That is the reason we must know what the Word of God says, because if we don't know what the Word of God says, we can be susceptible to being drawn away to something that is not God. I dare say that most of us are in situations right now to where we are. There are things around us that we think are of the kingdom, but they're really not. They're not of God. So be forewarned of this, and we'll continue because my time's up, that the Spirit's the one that tells us this, that in the last days, which according to Hebrews we are in, some will fall away paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrine of demon. Know the Word of God, and you will not be susceptible to that. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.